Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is in loving memory of former Jackson State football player Chris Hudson, who passed away on Friday, September 4th. Hudson was from Laurel, Mississippi and played tight end for the Tigers from 1983 until 1987. Our condolences go out to his family. Let's have a moment of silence for Chris Hudson. During this pandemic, Jackson State University has made bold and necessary steps to protect our student athletes. In hopes to get our fans back in the stands, we ask for our Tiger family support. You can donate today to the COVID-19 Athletic Relief Fund. Your donation will assist in the funding of financial support for student athletes, recruiting, and loss of revenue due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for all contributions, and remember, we be blue. Donate at gojsutigers.com forward slash give. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 60 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is me, I love, Jackson State University. Hosting the show with me today are Charles Bishop and Neely. What's going on, fellas? Hey, how you doing, Corey? Great to be back on for another episode, baby. Hey, Corey, can't complain, man. Glad to be here as always. No doubt about it. And you guys know that today would have been the first game of the Jackson State 2020 football season. But, of course, things have been postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And, man, I tell you what. I don't know how we're going to get through these next few months with no JSU football, but we brought on two guests for today's show who might just have an even more difficult time than us over these next three months. None other than the play-by-play announcer and color commentator for your Jackson State football Tigers, Rob J. and Coach Daryl Asbury. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. How's everybody doing? I don't know, man. It's kind of strange with, with no football. <laughs> I have never, I have never ever seen anything like this. I think the last time I saw it like this was maybe nine one one. Yeah, correct. Opted for a week, you know. But other than that, man, I, I this is this is crazy. Yeah, and you know, Rob, when you mentioned that that nine eleven cancellation, uh, that that's a that's a good mindset about it. But but even then there was a reality that we would be playing in, in two weeks or one week or three weeks. You know, you knew 
that 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 football was going to come back after those first games, you know, were canceled or missed around the country, you know. But where we are now, uh, we have punted all the way to the spring and just have to remain optimistic about that. So, like you said, somehow we we just got to get through this fall with no football because that's that's guaranteed for the swag and for JSU. Yeah, man, I, I you're exactly right. With nine one one, you're right. You, you knew that that would be football, but with this, no football in the fall. You know, no band, no no nothing. I won't get to see my buddy Coach Asbury. You know, let me tell you, we were at what we at, Coach. Asbury. <laughs> <laughs> we were Alabama when, when I when I threw that when I threw that head face across the room. <laughs> But I told you to go in the coach's booth and write the play down. That? That, that was an Alabama coach. That was Alabama State. Was that, Alabama? that was Alabama. That was Alabama A&M coach. Alabama A&M. And you know, guys, uh, Alabama A&M, the press box, you know, you can, the, the, there's glass so you can see the, the coaches next door to you. Yes. <laughs> so I told, you know, we get there real early. So I told Coach Asbury, you know, he, he coached at Texas Southern, he coached at Jackson State. I said, Coach, Go in there and write some plays down <laughs> on the paper. <laughs> he wouldn't do it, man. It would look with a little footnote footnote that says from a concerned friend, leave it anonymous. <laughs> I told him, I said, Rob, you try to get me fired. I never get he did that on my first day of the job. You try to get me fired on the first day. <laughs> that was uh, who was the offensive coordinator then? Was it change? That was change, though. <laughs> It was changed. Yeah, it was changed. <laughs> yeah, you might you might have needed to write some plays <laughs> down back then. <laughs> but you know, guys, I'm I'm real curious in, in terms of um, we're going to have to wait until the spring to see our, our Jackson State Tigers. But were there any uh, players that you thought that you know this this might have been their breakout uh, season or uh, this coming fall? Well, I I, I was big on on my on the quarterback. I wanted to see how well the quarterback position was going to transpire to me. I know he was a young quarterback coming in, you know, and here's where we lose sight sometimes. When you get a kid transferring from a Division One program, then all of us all the time, we jump off the rap and say, oh, he's coming from Division One. You know, he's going to knock the wind off over here. But you still have to understand it's a process that you have to go through. Because you always have to remember, if they're that good and that great, they're not going to release them. Mm-hmm. But what I did mm-hmm. like about him, as time went on, the maturity level grew. Uh, he started hitting his check downs. Uh, instead of having antsy feet in the pocket as the season went on, he sat in there and started making decisions. And the quarterback position is a decision-making position. And, and to follow on your point, Coach, uh, <clears throat> I think the, the Prairie View game, the, kind of the light bulb kind of went off for him in that game because he started playing with a lot more confidence. And then we, we had that game where he, he threw for 200 yards, ran for 100 against Alabama a and did the same thing against Southern. Uh, I thought that he was really starting to come into his own. So, I, like you, I was looking forward to Jalen Jones uh, coming into this season. Correct. I agree. I agree. Well, you know, D.A., when you talk about particular players, last time we had you on was back in, I think, March or April. And at that point, you know, we were going to have a fall football season. But our concern was without the spring camp, you know, how are how are our guys going to get acclimated 
with no spring and having a short summer with the new offense. Uh, and so now with their, you know, not being a fall and people can use Zoom and all that kind of thing, what kind of challenges or, or, or even maybe perhaps benefits do you think we can have now this fall going into the spring uh, as it relates to putting this new fall, new offense? In? Well, I think the biggest thing is as long as the kids and the coaches can get on the football field and get the timing and the acclimation down with um, learning each other, uh, learning the, the attitude swing amongst each other and what pushes each other buttons. I think that's going to be huge. And then the, if the coaches can get on the field with them, if whenever Mr. Kovic allows us to get on the field, because <laughs> he has our under, full undivided attention right now. Uh, yes, sir. As long as they can get on the field and get a chemistry going, you know, the X and O's parts are easy. Any coach can say that. It's easy, but the hard part about coaching any sport, whether it's football and all the other sports, is chemistry. Because when you have so many kids from so many different areas that come from so many different backgrounds, and, you know, that's the tough part. You have transfers come in thinking that, hey, I'm a five-star, I'm going to make you better. When you're coming in and saying, hey, we're already better, you just need to come in and do your job. So, you know, as long as they can get on the field and they can get a chemistry going, and, and I think that'll be big for us. You know, Rob, I w- wanted to ask you um, in terms of uh, you're the play-by-play voice of Jackson State, and, you know, I, I kind of follow everything you do. I do my play-by-play, my, my Texas high school football out here, I, and I know my preparation part. Uh, I'm deep in my preparation around this time of the year. Uh, for yourself, I mean, uh, you, you have to hold off on, on on going into the season. I mean, how has it been for you in terms of just your preparation process going to get ready for the fall season? Well, you know, that, that's a good question. The, the thing about that is, you know, I, I, I kind of wish that that was my only responsibility where I could really put more into the preparation of it because, um, you know, during the week I, I, I'm at the JSU TV station, right, you know, working right. with students and everything. But um, the, the preparation is it's a little difficult because I, I, I try to start, you know, when the with the SWAC media day, which did not happen. That's where you get all your information from mm-hmm. all the other schools mm-hmm. and all of that. But I try, you know, I try to prepare um, for the week. I like the first game would have been uh, who would have been JSU's first game. Yeah. So it is kind of difficult, man, when you, when you're trying to get information from some of these smaller schools that don't have really big sports information uh, departments and you're trying to get the starting lineups, you know, I try to get the starting lineups and try to memorize the number <clears throat> with the name and, um, and, and, you know, what they did last year, how many yards this guy got, how many tackles this guy had. And coach will tell you, man, I, in, the, in the press box, I have all <laughs> these sheets of paper with all, this, <laughs> with all this information on it just to try to, you know, to, to throw out a tidbit. But I'll tell you what, one game that made me so mad. I had memorized the Southern University <clears throat> lineup one, one game. This guy comes in about three minutes before kickoff, and he says, He's with Southern. He said, hey, hey, dog, that's the wrong deadline from last year. <laughs> now, now, that's the game he wanted me to talk the most noise in, but my office is directly across the street. I said, well, Rob, I, I still have to go across that street and work now. <laughs> 
Oh, no, we're talking about them <laughs> folks, man. You on the campus, you just talking about something. I said, Coach, don't, not, no, don't do that. Mr. We were in the, what well, we were in the service station. Oh, now I tell you this, guys. Last year, we were headed to Valley. <laughs> <laughs> that's, we that, to- that's enough of that story right there, just to jump in. Already the punchline. Oh, man. <laughs> Before we got. Before we got to Valley, you know, they, they don't have many, many uh, uh, stores. So there's a store right down the street from Valley, across the street. I'm sitting in the car waiting. Coach, they go get some snacks or something. I, I roll the window down. He arguing with some woman about, we going to kill y'all. We, I said, Coach, don't do that, man. What, what happened? Valley was up 21 nothing on us. Rob, Rob said, I told you not to say nothing to hey. that woman. I told you. That's, that's, that's Asbury for you. Is this, is this the same Asbury that you used to talk about busting the clock? Scoring you gotta bust, yeah, you got to bust the clock. Man, you got you to put half a hundred on them, baby. <laughs> oh, man. But no, nah, I mean, it, 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 the preparation is kind of hard because I, I, I use, you know, the pregame show. is hard. I try to get both coaches, interview both coaches uh, for both schools, and then we do a spotlight player with Jackson State. So the preparation is it's a little difficult, but it really has right. to be done. So, so guys, have have y'all I guess wrapped your minds around the concept of spring football, or are y'all still just kind of stuck on the fact that we won't be playing in the fall? You know, what do, what do y'all what do y'all think that spring football is going to look like and feel like? Ooh, we okay. I, I think, man, I, I I'm still kind of in shock that there will be no football in the fall. So. You know, spring football is going to start in February. One thing is going to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll be cold in November too. Really cold. I told you. Yeah, man. So it's going to be. And is there six games? Is that right, Coach? Six <laughs> games. Uh, they're looking to add two more games. They're working on that as we speak. Well, well I, I, I think the biggest thing is going to be once we – my biggest concern are the, are the kids, how well they're going to adapt. I think for Rob and I, we, we love what we do. You know, so we don't look at it as a job. We look, hey, we're going, we going to make sure that everything is done right and have fun and, um, you know, do what we normally do. We have fun and we entertain. And we, and we call it like we see it, as everyone knows. We're going to call it like we see it. But my biggest concern is how are the kids going to adapt? You know, where are their mindsets going to be? And oh, that's my biggest concern. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that could be an issue coming uh, going uh, if you if you're playing in the spring? Uh, just uh, you're out of the I guess the the flow or the repetition of doing things in the fall. Do you think that could be an issue for football players? I do. Uh, and then I'll, I'll say this: it depends on what type of program you're coming out of. If you're coming out of a mm-hmm. program that's traditionally known, hey, this is how we're gonna we're we, you know we're gonna win football games. You know we're, we're fighting for a championship. Or, uh, we want to make a statement. Uh, if, you, or if you're coming from a program and saying, hey, well, you know, it's just football, you know, let's go out and just get it done. So uh, I, I do think the mentality is going to play 90% and the rest is going to be coaching. You just have to motivate those guys and make them get off, get up and get ready to do some things and be successful. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, uh, it's, let's, 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 let's fast forward, flash forward right, real quick. It's, it's February 2021. As a matter of fact, it's Saturday, February 27th. And uh, Jackson State football team's got a game. 
and Jackson State's basketball team got a game. How is Rob J going to be in two places at one time? That's what, that's what I want to know. Is, is Pop going to call one of the games? Is, is Rob J called L.A.? What, what is Rob J going to do? Well, on let, that me, let me answer that for Rob J. He would not leave me up there by myself calling the football game. So now I don't know what he's going to say, but I'm going to say that. Well, Coach, you left me last year. You left me for one game. Coach, I, I couldn't get fired, Coach. <laughs> but this is where we go. We met actually, uh, guys. We met about that last week, and we we put it together. We said, "What if Jackson State football is playing night Jackson State basketball? We are just going to have to find a crew through the basketball game. We, we we you know, it's easy to hook that equipment. Basketball is not as 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 um, hectic as football doing a football game. So." You can actually have one guy call mm-hmm. a basketball game. <clears throat> Rob, that's me clearing my throat there. Well, <laughs> well, well Rob, <laughs> let, let me say this, guys. Let, let me say this. I do not want to be left alone with Ed Bishop <laughs> and Jamie Hart. I don't want to be left alone with those two guys. <laughs> those two are characters for sure. I don't... But, but the thing about that, with the question, you know, it's you still got to pay right. these people, so – and then, and then COVID kind of hit JSU athletics a little hard. So, man, I if, if I tell you this now, and to be honest with you, if we had to do one, it would have to be we we would do football. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rob, could, could we could we run a, a telecast or broadcast for basketball with with no uh, color commentary, no analysts, no play by play, just let the game run? I don't know, and, and just let it run, and and, and get the sound from with the right. PA announcer. Uh, I don't know. You know, you may be able to do it if you go to Prairie View because that guy he he does the PAS play by play. He does. <laughs> yes, he does. But we can, I don't think we can do that. We we'll have to have somebody announce because we have right. to grow the commercials, yeah, and stuff mm. like that, and sponsors and stuff. So I, yeah, we have. Well, to you know, one one uh, one upside, Rob. Is I know we, I know we all you know going to figure oh, yeah. this out and going to get through it, but. Uh, the way the current schedule is set up, and I know the SWAC is going to be making some announcements soon and it'll work itself out, but even if you just look at the current timelines, it's probably just about a 10-day a period that the seasons are going to overlap uh, because we're looking at football starting you know, February 27th, which is, which is essentially the last full week of SWAC play in basketball because that, that when you get to that first week of March, uh, it's pretty much maybe that Monday's a game and maybe that Saturday is the last one, whatever that first Saturday is. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're getting going into the tournament. So there's going to be maybe some some hectic stuff that the commissioner has to do uh, with SWAC football as it relates to the SWAC basketball tournament. But I think that that those last couple of games of the regular season, we're going to be able to self-navigate and, help, and hopefully figure it out. But I, I know that if anybody could be in two places, one is Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, but I don't think so. But you know, another thing we have to worry about with these press boxes being so closed oh, in yeah. together, like at Jack Forest. Yeah, that's a great. Point. And he from Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> he ain't gonna be coughing on me. Hey, well, well, hopefully we hopefully we have some same day tested tested kits available before he comes through. With hey, well, he's gonna have a two cough rule around me. <laughs> <laughs> Both of y'all are gonna have thermometers uh, checking each other, huh? <laughs> but now, are we going to Valley? Is Valley? You know, we start out with Valley, which would which would 
which would have been tonight. I mean, uh, not tonight, but which would be the first game in the spring. So do we go to Valley, Coach? Valley comes up. I think Valley comes up. I'm about Okay. Yeah, but, you know, Jack State Press Box. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Valley, Valley would come to us on February 27th. Mm-hmm. And then March 6th, we go to Gremlin. And those are about the the and we you know we there there's a chance that we are adding a game before that valley game, uh, so there's a chance that that February twenty first, twenty seventh, and March sixth will overlap with basketball. I'm just trying to well, see how how small. Well, I, I I would love this time to be back on the third floor because I don't want Ed Bishop breathing on me <laughs> in a closed in press. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd rather go back to open space. Hey. And you have yeah. Sam Brown, you know, uh, uh, Mississippi Finals, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and Rob, you know, you're talking about yeah, we, those broadcasts and, you know, basketball a little bit easier than football. But tell us about that partnership with Blue Frame Technology for the, for the athletics broadcast. And, you know, what does that mean for the broadcast? Are you excited about that? Oh, I'm very excited. Um, that way, with the blue frame, you have more camera angles. And uh, the main thing is we could charge pay-per-view. <laughs> right. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the main things. And there's a lot of bells and whistles to go with blue frame, you know, uh, as opposed to the way we were doing it. We just had the scoreboard up and the logos. But, you know, you can have all kind of all kind of commercials scrolling, you know, like the headles. The, the weather one is at the bottom of the screen. You know, you have commercials running down there and, and all kind of announcements. But, yeah, Blue Frame is going to be very, very good. But, the, like I said, the main thing is it's a way for athletics to make money with doing it. Sure. And, and that's going to be that's going to be key because one thing that, that as we keep in mind that we're being optimistic about spring football, uh, we still have no – uh, no, 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 no vaccine for it at that time. We still don't know what stadium capacity is going to be like. So being able to monetize the the the, the streaming of the, of the live feeds over the Wi-Fi and internet, that's going to be key to the budget. So that that's that's bigger than we thought it was going to be. Right. You know, uh, it was it was going to be huge for us, but it's even huger now because no matter what the the local governments or state governments allow from crowd capacity. One of the issues about attendance is just going to be consumer confidence. You know, you got two guys that, that don't want to cough on each other in the booth. That's going to be the same thing with people in the stands. Uh, so being able to be able to sell watching that game from home is going to be able to put some money in, in, into the budget that wouldn't otherwise exist. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And can, can you announce a game with a mask on, Charles? Can you do that? <laughs> uh, that that's a million-dollar question. <laughs> I, I think uh, we, we will find out this coming spring, that's for sure. Well, <laughs> I know one thing you won't be able to do, Rob, just eat all those cookies up there with a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, the, let, me, let, me, let me bounce something off you uh, from a player's perspective. I want you to put your players had on and, 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 and even coaches as well, you know, as we move to this proposed uh, spring football and we're going to play about eight weeks in the spring, you know, February in, into, into April. Uh, and then you, you're hoping that you still have your regular season, fall season for fall 21. What, what will athletes have to be doing for their bodies? Because now you're going to have a 12 month period where you have an, 16, 17 games when you're only playing, you know, eight or nine games before in a year. 
Uh, how, how, is, how do you think that that summer is going to be for recovery or next seasons or, or the fall of 2021, a shortened season? How do you think that's going to work? Well, you know, we're looking at that same thing here in Louisiana. Uh, they pushed our first start date back to October 9th, but I'm very optimistic they may move it back to the spring. And that was a mm-hmm. conversation we just had. I had a 7 o'clock conference call with my director. Um you're going to really, really have to – the trainers are going to really be busy. For those guys that are banged up, need the surgery during the offseason, you're talking about a quick turnaround. The problem you run into is your key players that are banged up at key positions. How fast can mm-hmm. you get them to heal? And, you know, for ACL, a meniscus is – you know, you can get that done within three to four weeks, you back rolling. But when you talk about ACL, Achilles – those are where the major uh, shoulder surgery, those were your major concerns uh, turn around because if they can get the season started back in the fall, I'm pretty sure they're going to do it. So, you know, for a team that doesn't have a whole lot of depth, you're going to run into some major issues. Coach, gotcha. I mean, you, you're a head coach now. I, I'm just curious, uh, all the, I guess, preparation that goes into uh making sure everything has, is, has been sanitized. Talk a little bit about that process because you guys have really had to just uh, think outside the box, if you will, to, to make sure everybody is safe and healthy going forward. And, and you're absolutely right, Charles. What I've been doing, uh, we've changed our practice for three days from five days a week. We've cut back to three days a week. So what we're doing now is I've met with the, the – um, training crew from Southern and and LSU to find out, okay, what's the best angle to go in order to sanitize the weight room, sanitize the, the dump, everything that we're using and touching. I have not used the locker room yet. I'm not going to use the locker room until we get closer to practice time, but I've had to order whatever chemicals that the colleges are ordered. I've, Mm -hmm. I've talked to coaches all the way up in South Carolina. Whatever they're using, I've ordered the same things that they're sanitizing their locker rooms with. So that's the biggest safety issue. And each coach, you know, if a kid gets off a bench, you spray it, wipe it, wipe the the bar down. I mean, it takes time, but safety Mm -hmm. is always first. Right. And Coach uh, Coach Asbury, I want want to switch back to football real quick in terms of Jackson State. And I, I want to get your, your take on that new-look offense under Coach T.C. Taylor, the offense coordinator. And I know you coached T.C. while he was at Jack State, and he was on your staff at Texas Southern. So what can we expect from that offense? You know him as well as anybody. Well, I expect some big things. Both of us were uh, – I, I was raised under Coach Shannon. Both of us played under Coach Shannon, and, and we both have a taste of his offense. But, again, time has changed. A lot of these guys are going to the RPO system. Uh, I just expect big things from Coach Taylor, just especially from the quarterback position. Um, you know, just being – I expect him to teach his quarterback to be a student of the game. Uh, and that's what I enjoyed about coaching him. He was a student of the game. Uh, we could just get up there and we can talk, and he understood it. He was – you have a rep guys, and some guys you have a rep guys, some guys that are student of the game. And he was one of those guys that was a student of the game, and – I expect his offense to be real high potent and stretching the field vertically, not me and Rob sitting in the press boot, press box 
it's third and 15. We run it five yards out, <laughs> a bubble pass. <laughs> so I, and and, and TC's one of those guys I can pick the phone up and say, hey, man, get the ball vertical right okay. now. Uh, you know, get it vertical. Let's go. And so I expect to see that getting the ball vertical right now and, and using that tight end in the middle of the field or a slot receiver in the middle of the field. Well, well speaking of which, Coach, and I'm real curious about this, uh, just in me doing my, my research, uh, I'm really expecting big things out, out of the Jackson State's backfield when you have guys like Keyshawn Harper, uh, Kimani Clark, and Tyson Alexander coming back. Do you think we might see a little bit more of a ground and pound game? Well, Coach, I think the offense now is built more of a skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our motto when I was coordinating was we're going to throw the football first and we're going to run second because mm-hmm. we – and those are the type of skill guys that I see at that position. But I also see where Jackson State can be more balanced. You know, people get the word balanced kind of confused at times. When you're calling a football game, everybody in the stands think they can call plays. I I tell Rob that all the time. You know, you get guys down there pointing the finger, pulling, and they don't know nothing about football. I mean, they tell They don't know anything. But at the end of the day, you have to run what's working for your program and run what your system allows you to run. You know, I, I would love to do a lot of things right now with my program, but I can't run what Coach Asbury want to run. I got to run what those kids can adapt to. And that's when you become a great football coach. And that's what I expect TC to understand that, hey, this is what I want to do, but what can they do? And he's been raised by some of the some of the great coaches um, through his career, and I'm sure he's going to adapt to that. You know, and, and D.A., speaking, speaking of coaching and coaches, I, I got to ask Rob this because he's had a lot of titles in, in media. But since you guys have been doing this this world-class broadcast that Tiger fans all over the world enjoy, Rob has been promoted to a coach himself. So, Rob, how does it feel to be constantly called coach over the air? <laughs> that is a super, super good question because that's the, the biggest thing that we get, right, Coach? No question. We, we see, let me tell you, when we first started doing the games, you know, when Coach came aboard, you know, after, after Willie passed, um, coach, you know, and, and, and coach Asbury called everybody coach. Yeah, so, yeah. Coach, coach, so we had these people complaining. <laughs> well, he called you coach. Well, he called you coach. Well, he called you coach. So we got on the air. Well, we, the next game we did, I said, coach, some of the fans want to know why you call me coach. And they're a little irritated by it. I said, I don't want you to answer it. You just keep calling me coach. <laughs> 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 Now, that doesn't affect anything with the game. That affects nothing at all nothing. with us the game. I'm saying, coach. Nothing, but you, hey, you, you, Rob, you've been around us a long time. You know, we're gonna find, we're gonna find something to get upset about. Oh no, Always. no question. That, that, and, and that's our Jackson State family now, right? Because I'm, because I'm, I'm gonna tell you this now. If you think they was mad about you being called coach. After they hear this podcast and learn how many cookies you have to eat, that's what they go really good. <laughs> Where do we get the cookies from? Coach? We get when we're in Alabama and M coach. We we go over to Alabama and Southern. You know, Southern feed us, they feed us good. And you know, they've been they've been hazing us a lot. I took a big old a big old uh, whooping the other day over. There. I was fighting for my tigers and they, they kept asking me, 
when the last time y'all beat us? I said, well, when the last time y'all beat all corn? You know, I, I flipped it real quick on the corn. <laughs> but no, nah, man, everybody, they, everybody feed us good where we go, man. Yeah. <clears throat> we really appreciate it. Who? Uh, Pine Bluff, man. They they feed us real yeah, good. Yeah, they, so. they take care of it. That's what that lady wanted to whoop you up there, too. But that, that, Wait, that lady huh? told Rob J, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I said, hold up, Rob. Oh, you mean when she came to Jackson? Yeah, that she was blocking the camp. Oh my God, God, we got tell to tell this story. <laughs> Go for it, man. <laughs> we were doing the game with Jackson State and Pine Bluff in Jackson. So at halftime, Coach and I we give the stats and we talk about what happened in the first half. Blase, blase, blase. So this young lady with black and gold on, she comes and stands right between us because we we were up. We were up in the open air part of the press box. She comes and stands right between us. So <laughs> I pulled my microphone from my mouth with my hand and I said, excuse me, excuse me. So she kept, she had her phone and she was recording the Pine Bluff band. So I tapped her on the shoulder and I said, she said, I'll move when I get ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? What she said that for? I said, said, we'll be back right after this. Rob. That's what Rob, that lady. I almost, I almost, I almost Kareem hunted that that one. We we come back on the air and they still argue. I said, we're going to listen to the fabulous sound of the signing boom and we'll be right back. <laughs> so, I had to apologize. I apologize. I wrote uh, uh-huh. Alonzo Hardy was the uh, he was the athletic director, I think, at that time. And I wrote him a letter. I apologize because she was, was wrong. Bad she was word. wrong. <laughs> but I apologize, yeah. man. I, I shouldn't have that bad. But all I wanted her to do was just step back. She could have stood there. I didn't want her to step back. You, so I can. You see guys her. don't have a clue what we actually go through up there in that press box, but. We love it. We make the best out of it. You know, our, our director, Dr. Anthony, she does a great job. She lets us be ourselves. Right. And, that, and that's big. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. That, that's that's the swag for you. That's the swag. That's swag. Good stuff. Good stuff. And before I let y'all go, Rob, I definitely, you know, something I wanted to bring up, which, which you mentioned, and I'm glad you mentioned his name, but we couldn't do this show without talking about the late, great, Willie Richardson, your former partner in, in crime, obviously no longer with this Jackson State legend. And when we talk about him on the show from time to time, we, we definitely want to keep his name alive uh, for that future generation who, who may not be familiar with him. And, man, that loss really hurt me. I, I didn't have the pleasure of, of meeting him, but he just felt like someone I'm so connected to just from listening uh, to you guys on that broadcast every weekend. Like I said, that loss hurt. And we had uh, the, the great Roy Curry on the show, uh, Dr. Charles Bishop, yes. and, and he just raved about – how freakish uh, Willie was as an athlete. Of course, he played against him in high school and, and with him at Jackson State. He just talked about he was great in every sport. He could catch everything, and he called him probably the best athlete we've ever had. So can you just, you real quickly, just talk about your relationship with him, maybe what he meant to you, or just maybe a story or two about you and him on the road or in the booth? Well, I, I you know, I met Willie during the broadcast when um, I was doing the sideline. With Jackson State and, and he and Bob Carpenter, Bob Carpenter did the play by play and Willie did the color. And yeah. when, when Bob um, 
passed. Then they moved me up in the booth. And man, I had the, I had a wonderful time with Willie. It was so easy to do the game because he knows he knew so much about football. Mm. And I would just always just try to get under his skin. When I would say, well, what they're going to do on this play? He was like, you don't know nothing about football. You ain't never played no football. <laughs> but it was so funny, man. He, he was like, man, he, he was like a, a uncle to me. And I'll tell you this, we went, we were coming back from uh, Texas Southern and we stopped at a store. Here we go again, stopping at a store. And Willie liked to, he liked to play the, um, the, what is it? The, 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 the what is it? The, the little cards with the, the lottery. He liked to play the lottery. Grand and, uh, he just scratched off. So I told him, I said, hey, man, did you get me some lottery tickets? He said, no, I didn't get you one. I said, now, why in the world? So the lady behind the counter, she said, hey, hey, you don't talk to your daddy like that. Here. <laughs> 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 Willis said, he talked to me like that all the time, baby. He talked to his daddy. I said, I said ma'am, listen, he not, she said, you hunt. You don't talk to your daddy like that. in here." <laughs> so, he was a funny, 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 funny guy, man. I really miss him. I miss him. I miss him as well. Yeah. Uh, just you guys' chemistry up there in the booth. Uh, I mean, I, I grew up listening to Bob Carpenter Willie, and then uh, you came right in, and that chemistry just kept going. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, he was a member of my church, and I got an opportunity to just, uh, just talk to him uh, just about football life and things of that nature, and he just – always had time for me and I always appreciated that and I always and I kind of got my love of doing radio broadcasting from you guys so I always appreciate that Rob. Mm-hmm. Man I, I really appreciate that and I'll tell you this Coach Asbury has come and stepped right oh, in yes, man. He, he, he I missed a beat man so it's still fun it's, it's fun I wanted somebody right. that I could have fun with and Coach Asbury is, is that guy man we have a lot of fun in there so yeah. He and Mr. B. He certainly. I, I tell you guys what uh, Rob told me. We were, we were leaving out the booth. I want to say we were on the road somewhere, and I know I just in in Indianapolis this past season. And uh, Rob said, "You know what? See, you and Willie had this bad." I said, "What you talking about?" Rob asked me to pick up something and carry it down the steps. I said, "I'm not carrying nothing down the steps." <laughs> <laughs> he don't pick up nothing. <laughs> He said, you mean you can't grab this bag? He said, you and Willie had that bag. Y'all wouldn't pick up nothing going down the steps. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, stuff. awesome stuff. Well, fellas, we, we definitely appreciate y'all for, for joining us, especially today. You know, a, a difficult day for me because this is supposed to be the first game. So uh, no, no one better to, to come on to help us get through it than you two. Uh, welcome back anytime. You guys can come on regularly. You can come on every week for every game if, if you ever well, should have been every game <laughs> if you want to. So, right. Uh, we, we, we definitely appreciate, appreciate it. that. Yes, sir. We appreciate you all anytime. All right. So for Coach Daryl Asbury and Coach Rob J, and also on behalf of Coach Chuck Bishop <laughs> and Coach Neely, I am Coach <laughs> D. Corey C. <laughs> That'll do it for episode 60 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know, we're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. 
and we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter page. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.